Week 8, Day 3, Let Everything Praise the Lord, Part 2. Hey guys, my name is David Ledbetter, and I serve as our video producer up here at Through Crosses. Let's go through this reading of Psalm 148, 1-14. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For He commanded, and they were created. And He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures, and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. So today we'll be diving into this fantastic text of Psalm 148. Now, I was actually raised reading the book of Psalms every day. While driving around with my mom as she ran errands, I can remember her teaching me to memorize Psalms 23. She said it aloud over and over and over again until the words seriously stuck. To this day, I can recite that psalm and many others by heart. I think it's easy to grasp that the theme of this passage, in continuation with the last episode and the final segment of Psalms, is praise. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes as I'm reading scripture, my eyes can start to breeze over the passages that feel repetitive. In my head, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I get it. Praise the Lord everywhere you go. You know, why do they have to say it so many times? But let's remember to not sell the word of God short, because there's a lot of rich wisdom to be gleaned from these passages. Let's slowly revisit this psalm of praise, starting in verse 3. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Already in these first few verses, we've learned a lot about the omnipotent or all-powerful nature of God. The sun, the moon, the stars, the blue sky, clouds, the Lord commanded them into existence. He gave a decree, an order that they should exist, And like a soldier in response to their commanding officer, they obeyed without question. Watch as this continues in verse 9 and 10. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds. If you can right now, I want you to look outside. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're doing the dishes. If you're inside without a window, at the very least, just picture what it looks like outside your building. Those trees, the grass the squirrels and birds. God is the architect of these things. He designed their cellular structure. He patterned their feathers. He chose their colors. Each of them completely unique and unlike the rest. If that's not worthy of praise, what is? 
Growing up in a creative family, I was surrounded by design. Art, music, and photography was everywhere in our home. And now videography and film is my full-time job. So my goal every day from nine to five is to see the world through a lens of creativity. And yet the only things that I can draw inspiration from are the things that God has already designed. Every second of footage I capture is of a person, place, or thing that he has already made. And that truth isn't a strike to my ego, but rather puts me in awe daily towards God as the original artist. My inspiration comes from him because he is the source of creativity and beauty. Do you feel the same? When you find something beautiful in nature or in God's design, are you immediately stirred towards him? Verse 11 to 13 reads, Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the heaven and earth. My wife and I have a one-year-old boy, and the first gift that we received when we found out we were pregnant was a book on parenting by Paul Tripp. As I was frantically jotting down notes on how to do this whole parenting thing right, a particular point stuck out to me. Paul Tripp wrote that every day with your children will be filled with opportunities to teach them about God's goodness and creation. Things like sunsets or watching the leaves change or water boiling or a delicious steak, they're all held together because God created and controls the physical world. It's imperative that our children understand these truths as they grow up. Everything they learn to admire and enjoy should be redirected as praise towards God for his provision and care for us. The non-believing world can enjoy these things as well, but the difference is that they have nowhere to direct their thankfulness. In their eyes, everything in the universe is ultimately the result of molecular happenstance, so we might as well just enjoy it before it all burns up anyways. But sooner or later, with that worldview, you reach a crisis of meaning. I've seen this in friends of mine who turned away from the Lord. The things they once enjoyed and were passionate about slowly lose their color and vitality, and so they turn to other, cheaper means of fulfillment. Maybe you've seen this in some people in your life as well. Aren't you glad that's not our story? Aren't you glad that we do have a purpose in living? And that purpose, as we've read in this psalm and the last few like it, is praise. Every person, no matter their circumstance or status, is designed for it. As David writes, Praise is for all peoples, for kings and princes, young men, old men, women, children, rulers, servants, presidents, postal workers, insurance agents, stay-at-home moms, and everyone in between. There's no such thing as the gospel only working for some people and not for others. If it's true, and we know that it is, then it's for everybody. I want to finish by pointing out that there's actually a promise that God makes to his people in this passage. Verse 14 says, He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints. For the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. 
Throughout the Old Testament, a horn is meant to symbolize a cry of victory. It's a sound that represents strength, dignity, and triumph. God brings victory to his people. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This isn't a victory we've earned. It's not a reward we receive for good behavior. Rather, it's a blessing that God gives generously to those who belong to him. The God who created the moon and stars, the mountains and oceans, goes to fight on our behalf. How does he do this? Well, you have to keep reading the rest of the Bible. Soon, if you read far enough, you'll meet a man named Jesus, the promised and anointed one, the Messiah, who comes as the word of God made flesh to defeat the true enemy of humanity, sin in our hearts. Praise the Lord for that. I hope that the truth of Psalm 148 rocks your world today the way it did mine, and more than anything, leads you back towards the only appropriate response, praise. If you're looking to use a song as some reflection today, I'd love to recommend a great throwback favorite of mine, which is Cannons by Phil Wickham. Spend some time getting outside today and listening to that song and just worshiping the Lord. What do you see that you can praise God for? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow with Psalm 149.